are recording. It is 1.15. I believe we are March 23rd, 2020. As of this afternoon, we've hit 20 plays as uh, updated. Today's number is 20 more plays. 10 more added audiences. So, hey, out there, I appreciate it. Continue to uh, forward it to those who you want to share it with and those who you don't, actually. That's even more important. Share it to those, you know, who you don't really care for. Now, that's the way to go. Help them out. You know, we're called to kind of even help so more of those folks that are what I call sandpaper people who tend to rub you the wrong way. And also to Sam and... Uh, Fresno, Valentina Montes Brown's baby brother, he told me to add music and I didn't technically want to add any particular artist with with lyrics and stuff because I really didn't know how the podcast would work. I don't need no Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis hollering at me with, you know, playing their music and things like that. So I, I just put on jazz because that's just the way to go, I suppose. But again, I appreciate uh, our 20 more plays as of today and our 10 more followers. I got a lot of good feedback um, after our first initial podcast with Valentina and her awesome family, which I will be going over to see them tonight because Eliana, uh, the popular one of our podcasts, misses her Nina and she wants me to go spend the night. And I, and I get it, you know, the kids get bored and we like to wrestle and play games. And I had a career for over 25 years with working with young children. So that's what I do. That's what I specialize in. So I'll be heading over there tonight. But um, one thing that I didn't uh, really do in our first podcast was basically introduce myself or or my agenda or purpose for this podcast. So let me let me start. I got my notes because I tend to babble. But anyways, welcome to our second podcast, which is super cool. We're solo today. I don't have any particular guests. But the topic today would be like, uh, you know, keeping touch in our new reality, sharing like a Bible study, because that was one of the main things that folks wanted to hear more of, which were the two things, which were one was fun facts, two was Bible study. So, of course, you know, pastors, uh, Pastor David McGovern's preaching yesterday on his live streaming would, you know, we're the church, so let's do what we were born to do, especially now that we're on not necessarily lockdown, but, you know, stay at home. Those of us who especially live in the Los Angeles area and things like that, because it's more of a metropolitan. Everybody's like houses on top of houses. You can hear your neighbor sneeze practically. As a matter of fact, the folks that live behind me, when their washer and dryer is going, like it shakes, shakes my bedroom and the bed. In the beginning, when I barely moved here, I swear I thought there was earthquakes every day. And then uh, I came to the conclusion those fools got a washer and dryer. So no more earthquakes, thank the Lord. But I would like a washer and dryer in my own home. Anywho, thank you listeners for your feedbacks. 
going to touch up on the different things that you want us to uh, bring to you throughout the different episodes of this podcast. Folks can pick us up, I believe, on the Spotify app. Like if you hit, when I send you the link, like through a social media outlet, whether it be the gram or Facebook or, or what have you, Twitter. I don't have a Twitter account. But anyways, uh, I guess they offered you like the Spotify app to download so that you can hear us when we do uh, send you episodes of this All Hands on Deck. And where I got the All Hands on Deck is because I worked with the military for uh, over two decades. I was going... You know, my plan was to finish up at 30 years, but I was only able to do, I believe, 21 years altogether, 20 it with like physically with the Navy. And uh, the the last year, the 21st year, I wasn't able to uh, go into work as much as I wanted to due to my little back issues. But all hands on deck is a Navy term that whenever... There is a meeting called and they want everybody to attend from the top CEO to the bottom, uh, perhaps the smallest uh, person there. Not that they're small, but, you know, uh, the smaller titles, uh, basically they call it All Hands on Deck. So I thought I would name this podcast All Hands on Deck because I would like everybody that I know, you know, to join us, whether you live in Oxnard, Los Angeles, I have folks overseas, uh, in uh, Japan, I have a couple of Japan folks, I have in the Midwest, I have down south, uh, Texas, everywhere in the United States, because when you work with the military, you meet a lot of people and you become friends with folks that travel way more than you, so I, I've had the opportunity and the honor to maintain these friendships that when they go far places in the world you know whether it be guam italy hawaii not that that's too far but anyways different places that we were able to keep in contact and things like that but again folks can pick us up on the spotify app and if there's any other avenues that you can pick us up from that i don't know of go ahead and just instant message me private message me text me email me uh, different ways that you uh, hop on this station and, and listen to us. My email is jlopezvasquez41 at gmail.com. Lopez L-O-P-E-Z, Vasquez, V-A-S-Q-U-E-Z, 41 at gmail.com. You can email me things that you would like to hear more of on this uh, podcast. If you don't have my number, there's probably a reason why you don't have my number. But if you do, go ahead and text me. If you have me on your social media accounts, go ahead and, and, and send me a note. and Or you can email me. It's all good either way as long as I hear from you and I can get things going uh, and to be covered. My regular guest would be uh, Michael Madre, Valentina, uh, and some other special guests along the way, but she's she'll be like my co-host and my ongoing special guest. Uh, I always wanted to start a podcast. 
it's kind of like a radio station. That's what I described to my cousin, uh, who, by the way, is residing in Louisiana. So shout outs to good old Roxy, who is uh, storing up uh, different things in her. She travels, so she has a nice big old motor home. And my cousin Lewis, who I believe is in Texas, drove her many, many supplies, whether it be toilet paper, paper towels, wipes, chicken, beef, and things like that. More ammo for the gun, because my family, they be packing heat. Rightly so. You know, we bear arms in my family. As a matter of fact, I want to purchase a gun myself, so we were going over different uh, guns that I could buy that won't, like, throw me off my feet or dislodge my awesome shoulder that's perfectly healthy and normal so I was I just wanted a gun in my home just in case you know folks get crazy and they'd be trying to steal my last applesauce I'll be shooting them in the toe you know I'm not trying to take your life but I will uh you will walk out of here with nine toes you know and I'll pray for you too just don't break in the house and try to steal stuff but you know I think important folks get a gun you know, it's all right. You know, like some folks to be like, you know, the government's trying to take away our guns. No, they're not. They're trying to take away your AK-47s and your Uzis and your bazookas. But as far as the normal handguns like the Berettas and the Rugers, by the way, I learned those terminologies from my cousin this past week, and otherwise I would have not known the names of these guns. They're not trying to take away those guns because we have a right to bear arms, absolutely. But that's not my agenda right now, nor to push that agenda. Because if you don't want a gun and you just want to, you know, chill with the super soaker and the kids, go ahead. That's fun too. So I wanted to set up as a fun fact to start and end with a fun fact with these podcasts. So our first fun fact would be... The Guinness Book of Record holds the record for being the most stolen book from public libraries. Which, like, if you're human, you probably have a library book that you never returned. And the most stolen book in the public library system are the Guinness Book of Records. Now, I totally get that. You know, I'm not hating on you, you know. Guinness Book of Records are awesome because they just massive, massive fun fact records and things like that. So if you have a Guinness Book of Records that's from the public library and you didn't return it, go ahead and return it. And then go back and get the like the 2020 version and keep that for a minute if you want to. But try not to take the book, you know. Books are, are essential, especially now that we're on like homebound. Read, read, read. I didn't appreciate reading really until I was an adult and I till this day I really just read things that interest me I'm not one to be like on these love novels with the lady on the horse and the guy you know guy in the horse and the lady with long blonde hair like what's that about that's not even realistic okay thank you anyways yeah so fun fact Guinness book of record holds the record for being the most stolen book from the library. So here's here's the deal. If you got a stolen library book, whether it be the Guinness or not, take it back to the library. Like, just drop it in that drop box. You know, don't need, I don't even think the libraries are open right now. It might be shut. Now that's German Festive City right there, book. So now uh, technology be having like, they read you the book. You can download the book on, on your um 
iPads, on your tablets and things like that. Amazon has a great Fire tablet, which I highly recommend. And Amazon's like smart because like they made these tablets very affordable, like under $100. And you have access to order anything from Amazon and download apps and things like that. So they got hit to the game where they were like, here, let's, let's make a very affordable tablet that works just as good as a, um, what is that called? An iPad. It's very expensive, by the way, for the newer ones. And let's make money that way. And sure enough, people like me who, who've been um, self-isolating um, for years, because I'm, I'm as sociable as I am, I'm very anti-sociable. That's the cancer in me. I think we can, we're, we're like dual agents. We are very outgoing when we know our environments, but at the same time, we'll be locked up in the house, self-isolating and really happy to. Like zero germs, only our own. So like Amazon made this very affordable tablet. So now I just get on my tablet and I order Amazon now groceries. They're here within two hours. I, you know, I start from shampoos and toothpaste and anything toiletries that I use and I get my subscriptions on and every month they mail me my paper towels and things like that. Uh, so like I got Jergens lotion until Armageddon. I had just dropped off some toiletries and, and food to my mom uh, in Camarillo. And I was able to give her uh, some stuff. And, you know, being a hoarder in general, general prior to uh, the coronavirus, it, it came in handy in the sense that I always keep a month and a half supply of toilet paper in the house. I always have a, several months of shampoo, soaps, and lotions, and toothpaste, toothbrushes. Like, I, I'm... I'm a hoarder, uh, you know, I'm proud of it, but I'm not like that person in Australia, in Australia, bought 12 years worth of toilet paper, okay, why he was allowed to buy 12 years worth, heaven knows, and how many people are in his family, is it going to last 12 years, I'm thinking it might last 50 years, like, we're straight going to be in heaven, right? walking those streets of gold and there's going to be like 12 years worth of toilet paper hidden in this fella's house. So I'm like, you know, I don't know if he's going to heaven or not. I don't know him like that. But what I do know, this fool got 12 years worth of toilet paper. Now you need to get beat up by one of those kangaroos and get some sense knocked into him. I hope he donates it to like the, I don't know if they have those the foster homes and the homeless and the food shelters and the battered women or he can he can mail me some i'm okay with that too we can become australian friends and stuff like that you know give me some information on kangaroos or, or you know down under information i'm good with that but yeah he bought 12 years worth of toilet paper. And then there was this Tennessee fella. I just heard this this morning from Pastor Jensen on his little, uh, not little, but his, uh, he was streaming his church yesterday, but I had a 
chance to listen to it this morning. It's a Tennessee fella. It's a Tennessee man. He bought, I believe, let me get my notes. I ain't trying to misquote. But this fool, he got 18,000 large bottles of hand sanitizer. And he's he bought this prior to the world gone going mad with the Rona. So, like, he had, like, this inside track, maybe, where he bought... 18,000 large bottles of hand sanitizer. So after the breakout of this virus, he started selling them online and offline to people. 70 bucks per bottle. Don't you know they just cracked the whip on him? I think they even took some from him as they should have. Greedy people. Greedy people. But if you have any left, uh, Tennessee man, you can mail me some too. I'm okay with that too. But yeah, people get greedy, but like the normal hoarders, like the, I call them the healthy hoarders, not like them TLC hoarders where they're just nasty, dirty, and they be having like food that expired in 1981 and they still try to keep it for whatever reason. Like those hoarders are out of control. And then you got the normal productive hoarders like myself. Like the other day, me and my mother were coming home from Walmart and I said, you know, I really hoard for you. I really hoard for my mom. I really like these these hoarding tendencies that I have. They're really coming in handy because I'm able to bless people and things like that. And I'm really happy that Amazon is going to start delivering again so I can holler at them during the week so that I can have more water, more toilet paper, more paper towels, more wipes and what have you so that I can go drop my mom off some stuff and things like that so don't forget to check on your elderly parents they're probably locked up like my mom's under quarantine i'm all like you need to stay in your little house because i don't want you to catch the ebola the rona the lice anything that you can catch she's susceptible to so stay your booty in the house Holler at me when you're running low on things. I'll get it to you whether I deliver it myself or I have Amazon deliver it to you. It's all good. So shout outs to all the older folks. Yeah, like old. No, people don't like to be called old. So the senior citizens locked up in their houses. My senior citizen just busted out because he didn't go see uh, his grandchildren yesterday. So he busted out of the house a while ago. And uh, he makes it a point to, ru to rush me every day to go over there. I'm like, have you ever heard of the Sabbath? Like, just rest. Just rest. Just chill. You get more done when you stay home. So this senior citizen busted out of the house. And then he left the curtains open. Because my front door has, like, long curtains that I made it. As, by the way, I learned how to sew during this uh, retirement thing I got going on. So I sewed all of the house, window curtains, put them on the door. I don't like folks just like seeing inside the house. So my senior citizen left the, the curtains open and the window open where there's stacks of cases of water right there. And I'm all, look, okay, you know, senileism. If that's a word you cannot be you know just posting that we got all this water because you know this neighborhood likes to take your Amazon boxes you know the other day I had three boxes they take a picture of your uh, delivery and they send it to you so they sent me a picture I wasn't home at the time 
They sent me a picture of three boxes. I come home, there's two. So the, the box that they stole had shampoo and what have you in it, but they were kind enough to leave me my, my shower curtain and whatever else was in that other box, box I forget. But So I learned the hard way, you know, don't uh, have anything delivered if you're not for sure going to be home in this area. So I have two delivery addresses. I have the other one delivered to my compadre's house where, you know, he lives in a better neighborhood. So folks over there, you know, those white folks, they'll take care of you. They'll be like, excuse me, here's your box. You know, I saw some people walk by and I decided to hold your box for you because I wasn't certain where they were from. So here's your Amazon box. So shout outs to the white folks, okay, who take care of you. They're very proper. The same folks that pick up the poop from the grass when they walk their pets. Thank you. I appreciate that too. Anyways, let me start this episode by doing something that I didn't do in my first podcast was basically be more detailed about introducing myself. So, Joanne. Joanne Lopez Vasquez. Born and raised in Southern California by way of Oxnard. Oxnard, the 93030. Hello, everybody over there. I would say that, you know, I'm a Latina or I'm a Mexican but after my DNA swap thing, I'm very Eastern European Spaniard. So holler at good old Europe, Spain, where all my family at, whoever you are. But yeah, so you get these uh, DNA tests, again, from Amazon. Not that I'm plugging them, but they should really pay me for plugging them. Uh, so I, I bought my uh, that little kit, and you, you swab, you wait for the morning. Don't brush your teeth. Don't drink your 10 cups of coffee. You swab right away. You make sure that there's a lot of saliva. Otherwise, uh, saliva. Saliva, I think. Yeah, saliva is saliva. And you put it in the little uh, compartment that it goes in. You mail it out. And then so many weeks to months, you find out that you're not Mexican. Yeah, totes. Like 1% one, 1 of black in me. So shout outs to the sisters and brothers. I'm like 1% black. I'm cool with that. So holla. Anyways, I began this podcast with one basic mission. And that was just to share my journey and just to be like 100%. And not necessarily falling into any particular labels as a Christian or a female. I didn't want to be too much, too much boxed in or, or labeled. I just wanted to be do my best to you know share my journey. And that had been on my heart for a long time. I, I would tell my comadre, I said, I, I would really like to start a podcast. I, I feel led. But when the podcast barely started, they were like a thousand and some dollars. I'm not quite sure if they're still that or more or less. But uh, recently I came across an app on the gram that offered po free podcasts. And you just download it and set it up, you do your own commercials and what have you. My problem is I talk too long and then my commercials at the end, they get cut off. So I gotta be like, join me all hands on deck. But you know, I, I try, but again, I'm working on that commercial part of it. I, mean, I might let my godson or somebody do it for me because I'd be just talking forever. But I began this podcast with, with that mission in mind, just to share my journey. Uh, the past 10 years have been some of the hardest 10 years I ever lived through, you know, but they've been the most like in depth. I've, I've never learned so more 
in my life than in these past 10 years, especially these past five years. Um, and I just wanted to, like, I felt really, really led just to start a podcast and just start sharing my journey, you know, uh, unwrapping everything that I've learned, breaking it down the best that I could and praying, you know, every time I start any thing, especially the podcast, I'll pray, Lord, help me get whatever you want me to say across without like going on and on because I'm quick to, you know, lose focus and start talking about the price of coffee or something like that, for instance. But anyway, so the podcast started and I just wanted to share my life through through the lenses of my own experiences and, and things like that. And to share my journey with anybody that, that would hear. And I find when you share your story, you you really kind of connect better with people because you're never going to meet a person that has it all together. And if you do find a person who has it all together 100, they're lying to you. They're lying. They're lying. Don't even trip. They're just, they just haven't accepted, you know, we're all kind of messed up in our own beautiful way, and it's okay. It is really okay. But, uh, you know, I was raised in the church since almost birth. I remember being like three, four years old. Those were my earliest memories, being in the van of my pastor at that time, Pastor Bill, who's went on to heaven a long time ago. But anyways, I was like raised in the church. Uh, I didn't always... When I grew up, I didn't always, you know, attend it as much as I once did. Because, you know, if you're raised in a church and you become of age, you just have like this buck wild phase where you don't even want to be like, I'm not going to one more church service. I'm not being pulled to one more Bible study. You know, I'm grown. I want to live my life and things like that. So my testimony isn't like, sister super christian sister super joint and i get that that people i may come across like um a little more better or higher than that or how they see me so to speak but i'm not i'm not i'm i'm i was trifling i i made wrong choices but you know god kept me i always defined it this way you know no matter how far I got in my life there was always like a tug a rope around my heart a rope around my neck so whenever I just got too far or too crazy living the vida loca I just always had that like leash that holy ghost leash it would just like drag me out not drag me necessarily out of the club but in the night when I laid my bed my head on my pillow in bed I was just like yeah I know, I'm sorry, you know. I just knew that whatever I was preserved for was going to be great, you know. And you don't come to a total surrender in your life until you kind of figure out yourself that basically the world has nothing to offer, but, you know, the Vita Loca will lead to the Vita Broca. So there you go. That was my testimony, that I didn't always warm a pew. I didn't always, you know... Uh, do everything that you're taught to do as a child in church you know we all went astray those of us who grew up together and uh, 
you know, those people that don't like to talk about their testimony because, you know, once they were party animals and they 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 uh, go to church so long that, that they forget that they they once really loved to drink, really loved to cuss. You know, that's not my testimony because when I was living the Vita Loca, I had fun. I had a blast. But again, back to that leash. I mean, I was always, there was a tug in my heart and the Lord Looking back, he totally preserved me. Like he didn't let me get so far that I, there was no comeback. There was always a door open. There was always, there was always that grace that covered me. So I'm totally, totally uh, grateful uh, for that because without it, I would have been uh, some lost soul on the host. Oh, no, I'm just playing. But you know, some some lost soul. But anyways, but I'm, again, I'm so grateful for that, that he preserved me. So that's why I wanted to share this podcast to keep it real, you know, just share your story. So I'm going to have people on this podcast sharing their story. I want, I want to interview my pastor, David. I want to interview my pastor, John Cameron down in Oxnard. I want to interview like different people from different facets of life. Uh, just cause, just cause your pastor doesn't mean you didn't party like a rock star. Just because you're the usher doesn't mean you didn't party like a rock star, or even the local, uh, the lady at the at the pharmacy. She's so sweet to me. I just want to like interview her because she's she takes care of me. I mean, she has a heart. You know, she throw that hand sanitizer at you before she lets you shake her hand. But that's pre-Rona, pre-Rona. So let's see. Let me get back to my notes because I don't want to ramble. I really don't. And did you catch the jazz music in the in the background? I don't know if I brought that up. I probably did. I should check, mark my notes on what I brought up because, you know, your 45-year-old memory, short-term memory, isn't your 21-year-old memory, just like your 45-year-old bladder isn't your 21-year-old bladder. Yes, 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 you young people, you uh, millennials, yeah, you will age one day and start forgetting, you know stuff little by little so lately i've been turning on the tv and the news uh, uh and i made it a point because i started getting like tightness in my chest and and things like that and just worried and things of that nature because the news just bombards you like we covered in the first podcast so i i started making it a point don't turn on the news don't get on my cell phone don't get on social media don't get on anything that's going to bring me any type of news fake news real news rona news stock market news stay in your house news whatever news i i made it a point don't turn it on because i didn't want to start my day like that so i just started I've generally always done my devotionals in the morning anyway but when i retired I just lost all my schedule, all accountability. And you know, I've always been one to uh, wake up between five and six in the morning. Now, mm -mm, the new Joanne, it'd be 10.30 in the morning. I am just waking up. I'm like, where's my coffee? O-M to the G, like last night. Or I didn't go to bed till four o'clock this morning because I was watching Hill Street Blues uh, via Hulu. Thank you, Hulu. So if you don't have Hulu, you need to get it if you're on lockdown. Uh, because the Hulus and the Netflix and the Prime movies and, and the, the I forget that other one that I have. It starts with the P. Pluto or something like that. It's all free. Get it? 
look at, oh, actually it's not all free because I do pay for the Hulu. But there are things like Pluto that are free. There's apps out there if you don't have the money to make those monthly $12.99, $14.99 payments to get these Netflix things. Uh, there's free apps out there. Again, Pluto and things like that. And you can always go on YouTube. And you can always ask your cousin or, or your tío or your tío. It, just hook me up with the code. And I believe that some of these um, movie streaming companies, they're hooking folks up uh, during the stay in your house time. So I think that's a great idea that these a lot of these companies are like being so forgiving and supportive. They're like, look. You know, we're going to, don't worry about paying your rent. I'm all good because, you know, I wasn't trying to pay it. And they're, they're deferring, you know, the tax season. I'm all like, great, because I wasn't even planning to file. How are you going to file nothing from nothing to get nothing? That's what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, I lost my schedule. You, I retired. And I was just starting to do my devotional kind of in the afternoon and things like that. So, I got myself kind of back on a bedtime and kind of not. So I was waking up and um, naturally I just wanted to turn on the news to see like, oh my God, what's what's happening now? Because it was like from 500 to 100 to 50 to 10 to nobody, just you and the Holy Ghost. Then they added it back up to 10 and like, they're like, don't go to the beach, go to the beach, don't take a walk, go take a hike. You know, so it's a touch and go definitely a touch and go but i had to like stop watching the news in the morning because it was just like setting the wrong tone for the day and I, I didn't want to like be one of those people who just gonna just be consumed with worry uh i have concern but i just didn't want to like worry all day so i was all like let me just get my devotional in and like what is devotional what does that mean that means for me it means reading my bible and to say like read your bible like what does that mean do you just walk around do i where thou goeth in the 10th floor and there in the river no it's not really like it's just bible get a simpler bible that breaks it down perhaps um i do the king james because it works for me but there's a lot of bibles that break it down daily living bibles that give you uh more realistic scenarios you know because we're not all gathered in a synagogue sharing the same meal you know we're kind of in our own houses ordering blaze pizza so you know just it's up-to-date living there's bibles out there so I can send you some information if you want to get different bibles but i like back to my point was i had to really do my devotional which was reading and i like to read a lot of books um different books just about supporting my walk supporting you know the fruit that i need to bear whether it be patience or or like the other day i was in walmart and the cashier she's ringing up our groceries and we were so happy because we finally found like water and, and a decent amount of food and so i get grapes because i'm trying to push the fruit and the vegetables so far i'm pushing the fruit real good the vegetables mm, help me lord but so put my grapes there she scans them it doesn't go through she picks up my grapes she takes them like three uh cash those machines where the money is whatever the registers three registers down 
And she's trying to weigh them all the while, you know, I'm all like, there go my grapes. I'm not even buying them. The grapes are holding up the line. She's had, you know, she's talking. I'm not really understanding her. I'm all like, you know, honestly, I'm all, did your family, you know, have the virus of any kind, you know? So I'm worried about like little stuff like that, trying not to racial profile and because that's wrong that's wrong but i was all like i didn't have like the words to tell her never mind about the grapes without not losing my jesus right there in line so i stayed quiet i stayed quiet i let my comadre handle it she's a little more calmer in those situations than i and i'm still learning to uh you know not to lose my temper in, in stores with people because then they're gonna think i'm like, I can't lose my temper with you and then try to give you comfort all in the same breath because it's not like we're baby Christians. Some of us, some of us. I'm just talking about the older, more matured Christians. You know, we we're, we should be held to a different standard because we know more. We're not drinking that milk anymore. We're getting that meat and things like that. So that was my issue the other day so that's why i do the devotionals in the morning and then i turn on the news after i've done my devotionals after i listen to my music after i've listened to my preaching after i've done some reading after i've prayed and um you know I, my testimony is or my walk is i'm not praying for an hour i mean i haven't mastered that i mean i can do devotional for an hour but like just praying i will fall asleep i will run out of things to say i mean i can only speak in tongues for so long before i lose uh, all the moisture in my mouth where i'm just gonna need another cup of coffee and things like that or water you know and i'm all like look you can't drink up all the water in one day because we don't know when we're gonna get more but my but anyways, so I would recommend that. Try to do your devotional. Don't turn on that TV right when you wake up. Don't go on social media right when you wake up. You know, uh, just spend that time in, in just meditating or, or just like gearing up your day uh, to go right, you know. So when the news breaks and they're always having those up-to-date conference news conferences but i'm so tired of those news conferences on my look okay mercy mercy ships about a port in los angeles another uh, go to another channel they got new jersey just don't even come out of your houses didn't change the other channel florida just everybody want to go to the beach and spread it thank god i don't live in florida i'd be just way angry like is the beach even that worth it and then you got to break it down because sometimes i think they're out there they're spreading it if it if it is being spread and then other the other hand i'm thinking are they more likely to get bitten killed by a shark being in the ocean than they are the rona i mean i don't know maybe i should have stayed in school long enough to be a scientist i could have been in the money i could have been that fella uh buying eighteen thousand large bottles of sanitizer and 12 years worth of toilet paper i could have been one of them if i was balling i'm a baller on a budget and that's okay so anyways let me check your pulse how are you doing how you feeling are you getting what you need or are you going stir crazy or you're coming up with different activities like you know, board games, puzzles, baking cook-offs, which I saw one of my friends in San Diego 
her children were having baking cook-offs, which that's a great idea to do with your children. You know, I, I'm not one to let the children in the kitchen because I don't know, even though working with children all those years, I, I, I was never one to enjoy all the cooking projects because I just wanted to take and draw them all here. Let me just make the food and I'll give it to you. But the process, it's the process, not the final product. So I would encourage folks, if you have kids and, they're, and they vary in ages, let's do baking cook-offs because number one, it kills time. They're learning techniques, measurements, problem solving, um, you know, if, if I put two cups of flour and it's calling for three cups, uh, how does that change the dynamic of what I'm, what I'm making? So it's a cause and effect. They're learning all these things. They're leaving. Like I just, so it's social and emotional development because they're in the kitchen with you. They're bonding, they're cooking and they're making stuff and then you don't even have to make it and and if it tastes good eat it if it doesn't just throw it out and try again but so it's like these cooking projects are offering just not like the final product that you can enjoy but it's also teaching them different developmental things like again you know measuring is math baking is science social and emotional chilling in the kitchen with brothers and sisters, that social and emotional interacting and things like that. Um, like again, math measuring, you gotta get out the measuring cups. You got one cup, a half a cup, one fourth cup, one third cup. You got the measuring cup and things like that. And do they know the difference between the liquid measuring pitcher to the cups? You know, those are, you know, I learned those are, are different. And then we have so much opportunities regarding um go, going online and getting recipes they they it's out there when i was a kid we had encyclopedias i mean good lord and then if you were like mexican you only had half the set or four books of the set and you know mom and dad would be like okay we're getting you encyclopedias we're going to help your education and then be like oh my god times hit hard we got to pay bills whatever so you know you're not getting the next like xyz the ending of it so like okay but now you got the internet you got brother google everything that i need to know i just google it up google has it you know even your fun facts google your fun facts google your your next recipes you know, read a book, Google what's the best, you know, the top 10 uh, favorite books, order it, have it sent to your house and things like that. It's, it, there's just an insane amount of things to do. You know, I'm not one to do puzzles. That was, that's, that's not my testimony. I'll be doing like a three, four piece puzzle with the young kids. I can do that. I can handle that. You clean out your garages. You clean out your pantries clean your room i saw some dust in, in my bedroom under the the little table and the plant thing that i have in there i'm all i'm just staring at that dust and i'm like i can't even let the cleaning lady in here because i don't know what she might have the rona so i'm all like so when can i get my cleaning lady back and just to get the the you know the energy or the fire to go start sweeping the room 
and things like that, I'll be like, ah, it's overrated, you know. So, you know, do stuff. Clean your house. I'll try to clean mine. You clean yours. But uh, there's a lot of things to do. I saw people uh, making nice, inspirational, happy faces and signs and putting them out on the window. And then I, had, I saw, I read the other suggestion where it's all chalk art your sidewalk. So when people are taking their walks, they can see, you know, your children's art. You can even straight pop up a quote. I love quotes. You can pop up a scripture if you want it. Um, like color a picture, like I said. So when folks are walking their dogs or they're taking their brisk, quick walks and they can see all that, which I think it's a great idea. Um, but anyways, let's see. But anyways, let me... Again, check your pulse. How you doing? Let me know. Holler at me. Whatever uh, way you want to do that, I am here. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, yesterday, I was able to live stream uh, my church services, the one at Angelus Church with Pastor David, and also the United Pentecostal in Oxnard with my pastor, John Cameron. I got two pastors. I got an Oxnard pastor, and I got an L.A. pastor, and both of them know each other, so I'm cool with that. So it, it works out. So I enjoyed the live streaming, you know. I try not to, like, get too sad that we couldn't go to church, but again, we are the church, and we were just chilling in our pajamas watching the church services. So that's cool. It's going to take a while to get used to, but we'll be okay. All right, so let me get to the... So the reason why I'm doing this podcast, you see how many, this 45 minutes already. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up soon. I hope. So, right now, what are we learning right now? We're either learning or relearning and being reminded that in, that in some form or fashion, we must learn to love pressure because comfort isn't God's focus in number one thing when he's designing our lives it's just it's comfort has never been the lord's priority in my life uh pressure pressure is like a pressure cooker right now he's not interested in keeping you comfortable he's stirring the pot definitely you know i'm not saying he brought on the coronavirus not at all i'm saying that he can use pandemics and pressure to stir our lives up and things like that. And we're also learning how to manage what we didn't see coming. Like, I am not Cleo who's all, call me now, in two weeks there will be a pandemic. And da -da. That's, that, that's not me, you know. We need to manage what we didn't see coming. And I think I learned that big time when I started uh, losing strength in my legs and I wasn't able to walk. And walking has always been my thing because I do not drive. So walking was my thing. And I started losing uh, strength. They became weak. And, you know, little by little, my health started just interrupting my daily life. So fast forward a year, I had to uh, start staying home. My doctor put me on medical leave. And I had to eventually retire. From the Navy and shout outs to the Navy I love the Navy but I totally did not see that coming and I needed to learn to manage what I didn't see coming otherwise it would have took me out it 
it, it already took the wind out of my sail. So I had to readjust and, and definitely change my mind, uh, my mind frame and how I thought about it. Like it hurt me that I couldn't go to work anymore. I was devastated because I was, I was like a workaholic. I love to work. Like those people that get, you know, the, the alarm goes off and they're like, oh my God, I got to work, go to work. Yes, I was tired and there were days I didn't want to go in, but the majority of the time I would be at work unless my health prohibited me. But anyways, I was one of those people who really loved their job, who really loved the children, who really loved the people I worked with. And yes, there was a bunch of people that I, I didn't get along with and I try not to show it. I would, they would, they would teach me more by me not getting along with them then I realized, you know, looking back, it was those sandpaper people that rubbed me the wrong way that I truly learned from and how to be a better person with, with just getting along with people and things like that. So all that was me managing what I didn't see coming. And I think that's where we're at today is we're just like learning to cope and manage without freaking out what we didn't see coming. Like who would have thought we would be counting our paper towel rolls, our toilet paper, you know, our food and things like we didn't see that coming. We didn't see the pandemic coming. Absolutely. And because grace doesn't mean life can't hurt you. Grace doesn't mean that life can't hurt you. I'm sorry. But it, it means that grace means that life can't kill you you know we don't get taken out by not seeing the things uh that we didn't plan for we didn't see the pandemic coming i didn't see that i would have to retire so early i was going for 30 but i was only be able to do like 21 physically uh i didn't see that coming but it didn't kill me i'm still here which is good you know i had to readjust my uh, sales several times, you know, and just remember like, Lord, I know you're not up there in heaven, scrambling, running around, yelling at the angels. Oh my God, what I'm going to do about Joanne's life next? Um, what I'm, what I'm going to do? Uh, she can't work no more. What's plan B? What's plan C? You know, that, that's just not what he does. You know, he had my life planned out prior to even chilling in the womb, you know, before the foundations of the earth. So if he's not in heaven scrambling, I should not be down on earth scrambling, you know. So manage what you don't see coming. Manage the pandemic that you didn't see coming. And remember, grace doesn't mean life can't hurt you. It just means it can't kill you. So we have uh, not to let the current situation, the current crisis, uh, and the current conditions that we find ourselves in today navigate our our positions because at the end of the day the lord wants to develop our faith you know he's uh this is just the best opportunity i think for the church to develop their faith because we don't need more faith we just need to utilize the faith that we have and then shout outs to that mustard seed kind of faith because sometimes you wake up and that's all you got you're like look oh my goodness I only got this mustard seed in the other days and the other seasons in your life. You just like, boom, I got massive faith, like mountain moving faith. And then other days, they back to that mustard seed. But, you know, our goal is to maintain our faith life and to grow it and grow it and grow it. And so remember, we got all the faith we need. We just need to utilize it more. So. 
Let's unpack that in our current problems. And let's unpack the fact that uh, our problems cannot dominate our worship and our gratitude because it, it's... It's in it's in appreciation that we folk we focus on what we do have. So you just gotta retrain your mind daily, daily, like daily, hourly sometimes. In today's world, minute by minute sometimes. So we not we need to not let life navigate our praise because so it's a pandemic again. This is just the word of the day is pandemic, but. The Bible also says this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So you would have to even unpack that even more. But you can't unpack that without faith. So that would be like no matter what's going on, the Lord made this day. I'm still alive, so I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Again, that is a conscious choice with faith over fear. So it's a constant reminder like we're called to be salt and light. And we, we can't be the best salt and light if we're in the corner of our house choosing fear over faith, you know. So it's a constant reminder. And it's totally doable. It's, and I'm not trying to make it easy, but it's doable. So, and if it wasn't doable, it would have not been in the Bible. That's what I'm thinking. So another thing is we can maintain our inner strength and our peace and I'm not saying that it's in the absence of fear. You can be concerned. I'm concerned, absolutely. But I'm not in denial about what's going on either. However, I still have, if I still have breath and I still have a pulse that's strong, I have the abilities and the tools to walk this thing out and make that conscious choice in a state of mind to stay in gratitude and appreciation. And that's worship, you know. People think like worship is only lifting up your hands and singing a song that's going to give you chill bumps. No, worship is tithing. Worship is is faith over fear. Worship is, you know what, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to go shopping and I'm going, uh, if anybody needs me, I'm going to be there. That's worship because whatever pleases God, we're, we're, we're here to to. Uh, walk it out and I think that is worship because it's not focusing on ourselves it's focusing on him and somebody else who needs us and uh, the other one is no matter how messed up our lives may be or how messed up we think our lives are we can still influence our environments you don't have to have it all together to be used by God you don't have to have it all together to be influence to be salt and light I mean because we really don't have it all together until we're in heaven so get it together so you can still be an influencer of faith you can still be salt and light you can still be that comfort you can still be that joy you can still be that friend you can still be anything that the Lord wants you to be and still be messed up because uh, your life is a process your life is a journey no one has it 100% together because Lord knows the Bible is full of some jacked up people who were still able to accomplish their purpose and believe at some point in their life that no matter what was going on, they made that life-altering decision to choose faith over their circumstance, you know. So, kind of, 
I'm encouraged because there's a lot of jacked up people in the Bible that take time to read it. And if you don't understand it, ask ask your pastor. If you don't have a pastor, you can always Google stuff. I mean, there's imperfect people in the Bible who made that life-altering choice to just to have faith over what was going on. And as I close, let's not be like that Australian person who bought 12 years worth of toilet paper or that Tennessee fellow who bought 18,000 large bottles of hand sanitizer charging folks $70 per bottle. Let's be wise enough to stay put in our homes until otherwise instructed by the good old governor. Let's keep washing our hands and keep washing them the right way. Dr. Oz was like giving this like tutorial of how to properly wash your hands. Just sing the entire ABC song while you wash your hand. And when you come to the end of the that ABC song, next time won't you sing with me? Then that's when your hand washing is done. Don't forget to wash like your fingers, your nails, you know, go up to the arms and stuff like that. Please wash your hands like that before you even try to touch me. Um, let's see. And when you wake up in the morning, don't cut the TV on because then you're going to be overwhelmed. Cover yourselves in prayer and your family and your home and your city. Don't eat up all your snacks. Don't try to get fat. We are trying to lose weight together. Please don't eat up all those good snacks. Go for walks. Use the chalk to paint your sidewalks. Leave an inspirational a uh, picture or saying journal journaling is awesome journal every time you know before you go to bed or when you wake up journal so you can you know look back and read get a good book read it if you if you need help or any suggestions on what books to read holler at me clean your house do whatever floats your boat that is productive true story because uh i don't know when this um stay in your house is gonna end but we got to be definitely resourceful. It reminds me of being a, in a class with a bunch of uh, about 35-year-olds on a rainy day. You really have to like be creative on how you're going to not go insane that entire day with not going outside, you know, because it's a rainy day. But there was a lot of things that we found to, number one, uh, utilize the energy that these children have because they they just go stir crazy in the house too so there's a lot of things on pinterest there's a lot of things on the internet that are helpful hints on you know to keep yourself busy you and your family if you don't have kids god bless you god bless you too i just yeah yeah i'm i'm right there with you i don't have children i i, I got a elderly and i got godchildren. uh they keep me busy but I don't have children of my of my own. Bless the Lord. I thought, you know, I gave myself by a certain age. I'm all like, if I'm 35 uh, and I change my mind, I'll have children. That day just never came. I'm all like, I'm straight pulling Bible status with these uh, disciples who just, they were like, we ain't going to get married. God bless them. I'm all like, now that's the life for me. Uh, I was like, if, if the day comes where I got to break down and get married, you know, I'll do it if I have to. Uh, but that's not my testimony, you know. And what was it, about three three years ago, I had a hysterectomy. I was just like, I just considered that my birthday, my rebirth. I was all, bless the Lord, oh my soul. I was all, this is great. I'm all, uh, you know, hashtag hysterectomy. 
it's just the best thing. Uh, but anyways, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the jazz music. I even hope you heard it. If you didn't, I heard it. I'll put it louder next time if you let me know. But anyways, any questions, any fun facts, I do have one last fun fact. It is, the tongue is the strongest muscle in the human body, which most of us already know. But just a reminder, it's your gate to 